welcome to Just Friends, the podcast where the world is burning and flooding, and a husband and wife have decided to spend their time watching Friends for the first time ever. I'm Becca. I'm Chris. And this week, we watched The One with the Hypnosis Tape, Season 3, Episode 18. Yeah, I mean, that was a real doom and gloom intro. Yeah, I mean, it's true though, like this past week it's just been pretty brutal. I mean, not if you just don't listen to the news. Oh, sure. Is that what you do? I mean, I, I mean, I'm aware of these things happening. I'm just not getting all of the updates. You act like I don't have the tactic of don't listen to the news because apparently we were hearing about a civil war in Syria for two years before it ever registered with me. Yeah, I mean, I certainly used to be a lot more up on my news. I'm still aware of things. I just I can't uh, can't keep the same kind of tabs on it. It's I don't know. It's too grating. You're not mentally know. strong enough. I mean, it's good to like know what is happening. I just hearing people talk about what is happening for so often is a little annoying. <laughs> as much as Chris would like to just put his head in the sand, we won't have this. Yeah. We won't be on the earth for much longer. You know, as ostr- a ostrich method. Yeah, species. <laughs> so, I'm glad that we can spend this time together watching Friends. <laughs> a friend's a friend who knows what being a friend is. Talking. Season 3, episode 18 of Friends, and of Just Friends, this podcast. This episode was written by Seth Curland and directed by Robbie Benson. I don't know if these names sound familiar. I'm pretty sure Rob... We definitely have heard Robbie Benson before. Yeah. Kurt Curland? Yeah, Curland. Um, I don't remember that one coming up since we started noting the writers, but um, I did think this was possibly my favorite episode of the entire series thus far. Wow. This, this one was, was pretty good. I was laughing a lot in this one. Yeah, this one. Yeah, I like this one. I'm glad that, well, I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself, but I did. It, it started out strong and, you yeah. know, ended strong. Kept it going. Mm-hmm. Didn't take any wrong turns. No. Minimal Ross. <laughs> oh, is that the secret? <laughs> and minimal Rachel. Honestly. Even Ross they was of, good in this episode. Yeah, yeah. When, when he was there, he was good. But they sort of shelved the whole... Yeah. Rachel Ross thing, which I was, you know, very glad. Seth Curland gets it. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> so Curland, my boy, he opens with <laughs> Joey practicing his fake laugh. Hey, he's reading Sports Illustrated, and he's like, <laughs> and Monica's like, oh, what's so funny? And he's like, I'm just practicing my fake laugh. She does her own fake laugh, and he's like, oh, what is it? She's like, oh, seriously, Joey. Joey. <laughs> so what's your fake laugh? Uh, I don't know. I don't do it on cue. You can't just generate a fake laugh. How is it? Not? <laughs> I don't know. I like. I, I've never heard you do that. I I don't know how to generate a fake laugh. I've never fake laughed. Really? I've, I've like forced laughter, but it's in context where I'm, you know, ready to force laughter. <laughs> Mentally prepared to force laughter. I don't know. I don't really know how to. Just. <laughs> yeah, I think I I've heard know, you like do something chuckle? like that. I've certainly yeah. chuckled lately. Yeah, a I'm light not... chuckle. I feel like is your fake laugh. I'm usually, I don't, I'm not like a big guffaw person, Mm-mm. so, um, yeah, it's just like a chuckle. <laughs> like a Beavis or Butthead chuckle? Yeah, it's more Butthead. Beavis <laughs> is kind of, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> this is my fake laugh. <laughs> yeah, I can tell when you're, you like, you go over the top. Yeah. You like really try and sell it. Yeah. Like, oh, my, wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, your, your microphone probably clips on your, 
video calls. Yeah. I like to, you know, there's a variety of fake laughs. I have all sorts for different situations. Anyway, so Joey's practice, practicing his fake laugh. Over to Chandler, get some updates uh, going over there. He is still smoking, and apparently Gunther also loves smoking. Yeah, well, Chandler walks into the coffee shop. Smoking. With a lit cigarette, and Gunther's like, whoa, 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 none of that in here. Which is surprising. I mean, it's New York in the 90s, so... Yeah, but, like, we've never seen anyone smoking in there before. Yeah, but that's only because they film in L.A. If yeah. this was filmed in New York, it would have been totally fine. There was still a ton of smoking in New York City in the 90s. Yeah. But, it wasn't know. really until Bloomberg, you know, got all lame that we really cracked down on smoking. Yeah, I mean, it was already on its way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Gunther takes a drag. He gives some long... He says, like, Oh, dark mother, once again I suckle at your smoky teat. Something along those lines. Chandler's and Chandler's like, like, like uh, you, you can finish that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone is sick of Chandler's smoking, pretty much. Uh, Rachel gives him a hypnosis tape, which, you know, will come back later. Well, she's like, oh, like, like you know, this woman at my work, like, she used it for two weeks, hasn't smoked since. Like, yeah. you know, work great like, for her. Fine. Phoebe says the only thing he needs to do, and I wrote this down so this quote might not be right, is dance naked in a sea of heather and bathe in the sweat of six young men. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. And Chandler said, or as my dad calls it, just another Thursday <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, like Thursday. No, I don't yeah. know, something along. Yeah, just like, you know, regular old day mm-hmm. for Chandler's gay dad. Okay, so you accept that his dad is gay. Too many hints now, right? Um, I mean, there's been a lot. So it'd be, it, would, it would be weirder for him to not be gay at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the question now is, are they actually going to have someone play Chandler's gay dad? Or will it like always be making, illusions? Yeah. Yeah. Like these weird references. I feel like the show was on long enough. What was it? Nine, Nine seasons, seasons, I think. Like, at some point, they got to run out of yeah. like runway and just sort of, you know, go off into the craziness of all these other side plots. Yeah. Side characters and <laughs> canonical things they've established but never delved into. <laughs> I mean, the only other thing that they give, like, an update on is Ross and Rachel are able to be in the same room as each other because they're both in the coffee shop, you know, jibing with everyone. Uh, But Ross is, like, still being pretty petty. There's a point where he is, for some reason, distributing the drinks in the coffee house. Like, I don't really get that. Why is Ross giving drinks out? I think, you know, maybe that he took, he's like, oh, like, like, do you, what do you guys want? And Rachel's like, all of this. And then he They don't have a waitress anymore? I mean, it's like at a bar. Like, you go up to the bar, you order for your friends, you bring back drinks. Like, it's not that crazy. But Rachel used to be a waitress there, and she would bring everyone's drinks. Yeah, but maybe they, you know, it was busy, or it was just faster, or... Well, whatever. They've just decided not to rehire a waitress at this place now, I guess. Cutting American jobs left and right. And Ross, he... Uh, is bringing out the drinks and Rachel's like oh sorry like I, mine wasn't supposed to have cinnamon and he goes oh sorry about that and just puts his hand directly into the, the whipped cream or the foam whatever it is on top and just scoops it out she's like oh, god so definitely still some animosity there but that's pretty much all we get yeah they don't really explore it any more than than that perfect I mean, amount and plus you know just live with the cinnamon Rachel like it's just a little sprinkle on top oh, that <laughs> is absurd to expect of Rachel yeah, it's true. <laughs> the big plot is that Phoebe's brother is getting married, and he comes into the coffee shop. He, like, announces it. He's all pumped. Frank, you know, he comes mm-hmm. back in town. He's been kicked out by his mom because she doesn't support the marriage. 
And he came to Phoebe because he's like, I have nowhere else to go. And like, I know you're cool. And she's like, I'm all about it. Like, let's meet this fiance. So he goes out and he brings his fiance back in. Before that, everyone is sort of talking about like, "Eh, he's a little young, right, Phoebe? And Phoebe's like, yeah, he's 18. Exactly. You know, that's young. It's too young to get married. Joey has a good joke here. Somebody says like, he won't even be able to drink at his bachelor party. And Joey's like, yeah, or hire a hooker. And Chandler's like, that's always illegal, Joey. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess that's actually Chandler's joke. Frank comes back in, and with him is... The mom from that 70s show. That's right. (laughs) Deborah Jo Rupp. I did have to look up her name. Oh, yeah. I I never... Deborah Jo Rupp, never heard that. And I just... She's the... That's the only thing I really... Oh, no, she was also in Seinfeld. She was Jerry's terrible agent. Yeah. Who, uh always asked him for permission yeah like ask too many questions and he's like just make a decision on your own yeah, and then she, then she sends him off into like the middle of nowhere yeah. or something. it was great <laughs> um, good episode i think she is in big as well i watched big like maybe a year ago she was like a secretary in that too yeah yeah she's had some like bit mm-hmm. parts but that 70s show was i feel like it was like her most visible substantial thing yep but that's who frank giovanni rabisi is engaged to be married to she's already of an she's advanced old. age she's a mature woman at this point yeah she's, she's an probably old... in her 40s i mean yeah at least yeah yeah, yeah she looks like 40 ish yeah maybe a little older anyway she's old so she comes in and he's like uh this is my fiance mrs knight i mean alice <laughs> and he calls her mrs knight because she was his home ec teacher there's this whole moment a little bit later where she's like oh, he was my best student. And he's like, oh, yeah, she was my best teacher. And then they immediately start making out. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> even I could feel it. I mean, but it was it was funny. Oh, yeah, it was totally funny. But, you know, it actually created a visceral reaction in me. Yeah, I think, you know, it was. A, and and every, all, everyone in the group was like, oh, whoa, hey. <laughs> Chandler's face at one point in this scene, he they're explaining the reason they want to get married so quickly is because they want to have kids right away. And it cuts over to Chandler and he is giving the best incredulous face. I feel like I use that or I want to use that all the time, like at work, just that face. Yeah. It's sort of like furrowed brow, like mouth kind of open, which like, yeah. Like are these all all disbelief is everything I'm seeing actually happening. Yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, I was, I was really glad they brought Frank back. I mean, it's just, he's so great at being like weird and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and like has like a weird kind of energy like like intensity that is like he's trying to keep it down and it's just it's a very good like he really plays it well he does uh, yeah i'm really glad they brought him back yeah yeah he uh he does he he really puts off a weird vibe like you know you can yeah but it's very convincing it's not like it's not like super hammy or you know like it's a he's a great actor yeah it's very good Phoebe is like, oh, do you think it's a good time? You know, like, are you ready to have babies? And Giovanni or Frank is like, babies? Yeah, babies. Who doesn't want babies? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like diapers, whatever. I yeah. don't know what he says. Yeah, he's, he's just, just like, like babbling. Yeah. He's like, yeah, babies. They're great. Who cares? I love babies. <laughs> Phoebe, obviously, she doesn't want this whole marriage to happen. So she goes to Ross and Joey, who they have... You know, some no, but, pretty... Well, b- before this, I think that was when they were still in the coffee shop. Um, you know, like, they were canoodling, making out, talking to everyone. And she's like, uh, now, like, we do realize that there is an age difference between us. <laughs> and Phoebe goes, oh, thank God, because you were acting like you didn't know. 
which was which oh, was very wonderful, funny. wonderful. Okay. <laughs> which was it was just a classic Phoebe line. It was great. Yeah, that she's was like, a good line. She's like, oh, thank God. Like, you guys really didn't seem like you knew. <laughs> Phoebe doesn't want the wedding to happen. There was a pretty good, like, spin, some spin humor here. Joey and Ross, she goes over to Joey's apartment. And Joey and Ross are sitting in the big lounge chairs that Joey had gotten. And Phoebe is, like, walking around. Like, yeah, pacing around Pacing, yeah, airing all of her concerns and everything. And they're just kind of following her. Yeah, rotating as she as she like <laughs> yeah. crosses the halfway point of the room. Classic, classic, spatial humor. Um, so she says that you know this just wouldn't be good for the babies that they want to have, which she shouldn't be too concerned about. And it also it's just not good home economics, she says. So yeah. she's like, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, she was like listing off all the reasons. She's like, and and, and it's just it's just not good home economics. <laughs> she's very upset by that. Phoebe in this scene is wearing like a classic 90s teacher blouse. You know, I don't know if your teachers wore stuff like this, but had lots of different bands of patterns that seemed to not really go together at all. I mean, I, I know that what blouse you're talking about. I don't remember if I actually had a teacher that wore it. Oh, I feel like it was just a standard teacher thing. Probably good for hiding stains. <laughs> anyway, so Phoebe tries to enlist Joey and Ross to help her convince frank not to do it because she's like i can't tell him because he'll end up hating me so like you guys do it and they're like well you know whatever we'll do it they give it their best shot you know they go in and they're like what you really want to be doing as a young man is out there plowing some strange you know getting it in left and right you know not in those words but (laughs) that's a direct quote from the show (laughs) yeah they're like like you should be like you know sleeping with a bunch of other other women Mm -hmm. and you know like now's the time you know, you're young and weird. Ladies love that. Yeah, that was a good line from Ross. Yeah. And he responds like, but isn't it like, isn't it supposed to be if you have sex with one person, like that's the best thing that can happen? But one person like you really care about, yeah. like that that's the best. And Joey goes, yeah, maybe in a poem. <laughs> yeah, I like that part. I just noticed these like poems about monogamy or something. <laughs> But it's a really good line. Oh, I know. I, no, I liked it. I laughed just, at it. It yeah. was very good because it's, it's it's you know classic Joey. It's just like poems. Like oh, that's just like touchy feely nonsense. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter. Like those... being with a single woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's real soft. You know, beta male stuff. <laughs> and Frank talks about it a little bit more, like how he just loves being with this one person, and they have just such a strong connection. And you know, not so many words. Re- really, like staggered in this weird energy that he's putting off. And Ross is like, he immediately buys in. He's like, yeah, he's like, that guy used to have that like with Rachel. you know. And Frank is like, oh, you don't have it anymore? And Ross is like, oh, no. He's like, no, I was like, I, like, I lost her. He's like, oh, what happened? He's like, oh, I slept with someone else. Uh, and he's like, oh, you know, and he's like, that's what ruined it? Like, you know, it's like what you're telling me to do is what ruined it for you? And, and then like the whole thing turns around and then they're like totally on board and like, you know what? Like, you're, like, yeah. you're right. Like, this is. You need to stay with Even her. Joey. He's like, why can't I find something like that? Like, is there something <laughs> wrong with me? Yeah. And then Giovanni, you know, uh, Frank, like, stands up and he's like, no. He's like, he's like you're going to find that person. Like, you're going to do it. And yeah. And they're both like, you know, yes. totally. Everyone's like, get out there. Go do it. Marry this woman. Yeah. And they're like hugging in yeah. the end and like a whole like catharsis. The tables have totally turned. And then they cut to Phoebe, very upset with them. And she's like, you're his best man. And then she's talking to Joey and he's like, you know, yeah, 
I forget what he says, but it was... yeah, he's like, you know, it was like this whole moment. Like it was, it, he just had some really good oh, points. Oh yeah, he's like, he's like, their love is just so pure. Oh, their love is just so pure. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, and what about you, to Ross? And he's like, oh, I'm the ring bearer. <laughs> yeah, just that. But that whole moment, like the, yeah. even like like Phoebe telling them telling them to talk to Frank was funny. Like the whole thing with Frank was hilarious, and yeah. then like the coming back to Phoebe, just that whole moment was, was really like a great like sequence yeah like five minutes of television yeah i have to agree that's probably like the cornerstone of this episode is that moment yeah it was funny so they cut over to phoebe in her back in her grandmother's apartment she's put a whole bunch of mustard on this lace tablecloth and she has called mrs knight alice knight over for a home ec emergency she's like oh look at this it's a home ec emergency and Mrs. Knight's like, oh, who died on this? <laughs> and Phoebe's like, yeah, it's a mustertastrophe. You know, lots of, like, really lame jokes. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense. You know, you're just trying to kill time until you work up to the moment, that Phoebe does, of asking. Yeah, well, in, well, once she, like, accepts, she's like, oh, you know, it's a mustardaster or whatever. And then uh, Mrs. Knight starts like talking about like yeah. what she can do. She's like, oh, first we'll start with club soda and some salt, and then we'll see if that doesn't work. And Phoebe's like, oh, you know, it's ruined. Let's throw it out. Like yeah. she's like already <laughs> she's done with like... it. And I laughed out loud. The audience did yeah, not like, laugh you know, at all. I thought that was, I was funny. Like, what? That's really funny. She's like, oh, sorry, it's ruined. Yeah, she just like cut off all of her yeah. her like tips, and then she's like, or like, or it's totally ruined. Like let's just throw it out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought it was funny, but the audience, yeah, there's nothing from them on that. Mm. Mrs. Knight like redirects again. She's like, or if it doesn't work, we can just cut it out, put some lace on it, and now you've got a beautiful throat. And she has a super annoying laugh. I feel like this was one of her. Yeah. <laughs> it's worse than Janice's, I think. Yeah. Well, it's just. Well, plus, I feel like she, you know, she really plays it up. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it's just like a, I don't know. She does the same thing in that 70s show. Yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's like a classic, you know, I don't. I, mean, I feel like that's why she gets cast is because she has like this she can really hit this note oh yeah of like a specific. midwestern housewife type. yeah where it's almost like like a, I don't know if passive aggressive is the right word but it's like there's like something else in the mm. laugh mm. <laughs> not yeah. just a laugh yeah there's the laugh but you know that it's just getting her through that moment <laughs> yeah. anyway so she says Phoebe says or you can just not marry my brother then you know probably some sad music cut away and the next thing that we see with them is frank coming into phoebe's grandmother's apartment and he is very sad she's like hey how's it going and he's like i just had the worst day of my life maybe and apparently alice had called off the wedding he said that she said he was too young even though it doesn't make sense to him because he was older than he was when they first got together. So how could he be too young? And then he starts going into like this really depressing hole. He's like, this is the first time I've been happy since, you know, dad left. And then I got in trouble for stealing those birds. <laughs> yeah. And then the punctured lung thing. He's like, I still can't take deep breaths on cold days. But like when Alice With was Alice, around. All of that kind of went away. <laughs> and meanwhile, like while he's sort of listing all these horrible things in his life he's slowly mounting the table and like curling up in the fetal position <laughs> on top of the dining room table and phoebe admits she says uh well i know why this is happening because he's like i just don't know why she's like uh it's my fault i i was the one who made um alice leave you it was my idea 
and he gets really upset. He's like, this was your fault. Like the, I told my mom she didn't want this to happen, but the worst thing she did was tie me to the porch. <laughs> and just lots of <laughs> weird, weird stuff he's been through, which I kind of like because it's kind of suggesting that this is a family trait. Because Phoebe's always doing this too, you know, obviously not on the same level and not with the same energy, but just, you know, sprinkling in terrible things that have happened to her. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, it, plus it just gives like this level of like light absurdity to the, to the, to the show that mm-hmm. I, that I liked. She never really knew what he was going to do or yeah, say exactly. next. I wonder if Phoebe's dad ever comes in. Like, do you get to see this person who left two families and... <laughs> produced all these children who are happy yet you know depressed <laughs> yeah i mean again you know nine seasons mm-hmm. i don't know what they're just gonna keep getting married and broken up or whatever i wonder i feel like john voight could play this character <laughs> <laughs> i can see i can see that anyway so he tries to storm out and leave and he says i would storm out and leave right now if i had any money or anywhere to go <laughs> So he ends up back in the apartment. Phoebe obviously feels pretty bad, but still thinks that she's doing the right thing. She brings Alice back to her grandmother's apartment. She's like, Frank, like, I know you're sad, but I'm doing this because I love you. And maybe if you can't hear it from me, because he's kind of just crouched over the small TV watching, not cartoons, but like... What was that? Claymation. It's the... Yeah, the same people who do the Rudolph thing. It's like the little kid and his dog. It's like... Rintintin? Like Davy and something. Oh, I'm not familiar with it. I, I definitely know... Uh, I used to know what it was. But yeah, it's a little boy and his dog. I feel like it's like... has like Christian messages in it or something. I and it's know. not Rintintin. Rintintin was a real dog. It was not a claymation show. I thought Rintintin was a... You know, what do you call it? Comic. Are you talking about the Belgian one? Yeah. That's um Tintin. Oh, yeah. Tintin is the Belgian comic. With a boy and his dog, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Rinch just and Tintin. Tintin is a real dog that was a TV show. <laughs> and then this was, it's like... You found my weak point. Davey... Children's TV shows. Davy and something? Dave? I don't know. I'll look this up and punch in the robot, but... It was Davy and Goliath, a Christian claymation show. Well, I, I, rec- I recognized it. Thinks. Well, I, I feel like this is, that's what, uh, that show Moral Oral is like making fun of. I that, know Moral that, Oral. That show. Oh, really? Or like the the certainly the visual appeal of hmm. like look of it, the very like round yeah. head, big well, eyes. Well, those people they also made the Rudolph, right? That you see around Christmas because it looks uh, the same. I mean, maybe I'll have to look that up as well. Hmm. The creator of Davy and Goliath did not create the Rudolph claymation TV special. So he's watching the <laughs> this claymation program. Tintin. <laughs> this Tintin ripoff. <laughs> Alice, she is giving a big speech, but it's obvious that Phoebe is goading her along. She's like... Well, she's like scripted it. Yeah. She's like telling her like the next beat if she's like hesitating. She's like, and... Because Mrs. Knight is like, oh, you are too young for me. Like, I was being selfish. And Phoebe, as Chris said, and... Yeah, she's like, because... (laughs) And Mrs. Knight walks closer to Frank and says, you know, you really are just too young and then they start making out again yeah yeah they get close she's like you know like we want the same things now like it might change whatever but but as she's giving this speech 
they get closer. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe like doesn't see them initially kiss, and she's like, "Yeah, and that's right." And she's like, "Oh, and now like, that's a goodbye kiss. All right, that's fine." You know. <laughs> then they move to the couch. Yeah, it's our passionately. Yeah. And Phoebe's smoothing. standing over, and she's like, "I mean, this is just so obviously wrong." <laughs> and she kind of keeps talking through it, and then eventually lands on. I'm actually, I'm choosing to accept this, so congratulations, you know, something along those lines. Tries to grab her purse, can't, and then just leaves, which is good. I mean, uh, I also find this gross, but, um, you know, I mean, whatever. It, it's a funny plot line. Yeah. It's producing a lot of good uh, good content, so I, I hope that they don't abandon it too quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, how are you really supposed to meet people as an 18-year-old if so it's not at school? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's basically how they leave that plot. I assume that Alice is here to stay then. At least, yeah, for a brief period. Yeah. Other plots. So, I guess Chandler? Yeah, I mean the, the titular plot. Right. The tit plot. Tit plot. <laughs> Chandler is listening to the hypnosis tape while he's sleeping, and it's like, you don't need cigarettes. It's like you're getting very sleepy. Yeah. You're, you know, you're extremely tired. Like, now you're asleep. You know, you don't need cigarettes. <laughs> so, I think I should tell this story. When a few weeks, this was no more than a month ago, I was doing a work magician. This is actually the second work magician that I've been to virtually. It's, you know, one of the perks of working at a tech company. They have all sorts of things to try to keep you entertained. Uh, so... They, the magician, the guy, I can't remember his name, he, this is so ridiculous because it wasn't even my department. I was just joining this because the person who was leaving, I happened to have like a good relationship with. And all the people who were in this department picked me to be the next person to get hypnotized. So I played along. These people I sort of have to keep happy as like part of my job. And, uh... The guy asked me to go to a website. He asked me to look up how many words are on Wikipedia. And the first result is some website that's made that's like word counter, Wikipedia word counter, or articles, maybe yeah, it was. Yeah, it's an article. It's some, yeah. yeah, it's some sort of like like data about Wikipedia. Yeah, either Ag- words or articles, or just, something yeah. like that. And then from there, you can click on Wikipedia. Uh, so he told me to click that link, and I immediately noticed as soon as I navigated, I'm on my phone while I'm doing this, also on like a Zoom call, I immediately noticed that Wikipedia is spelled wrong in the browser. And he's like, okay, so you're looking at the page and everything looks normal, right? And I'm like, okay, I have a choice to make right now. I can either call out that Wikipedia is spelled wrong and probably ruin this whole, this guy's day, you know, or I can just play along. So I'm just sitting there and he's like, Right? Everything looks fine. And I'm like, yep, nothing weird here. <laughs> it's probably the right move. I know. But it's so against my my core, like who I am. Yeah, but it's like you get nothing from ruining I, it. That's pretty much the... the <laughs> I was having all of these thoughts. It's like, you know what? It's just more fun to play along. So I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. And he's like, okay, now pick out a band or, or pick out any word that you want and type it in Wikipedia and like go to that article. So I typed in the band Ween. They do our theme song <laughs> currently. I mean, it's not... We steal a portion of another song and use it as our theme song. They didn't. We didn't, like, commission them to make that. <laughs> yeah, our theme song, signed off by Ween, personal. <laughs> yeah, totally licensed. 
all above board. Royalties, Nothing weird here. Royalties paid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we, uh, so I typed in Ween, and then he like went through this whole thing. He's like, "All right, scroll halfway down the page and like just pick out a random word." And so I did, and when I scrolled down the page, I immediately noticed that like it was a different page. Like the words weren't. It wasn't the Ween Wikipedia page. It was like. The words didn't make any sense for the Ween history, which I'm very familiar with. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so this is the other thing that is happening. So I, um, I scroll down, I pick a word, you know, he ends up picking out the article that I picked, Ween, and the word that I picked after I like, you know, I, I've, I can't remember if I told him the first letter or something or whatever. And everyone's like, why? He's like, oh, you know, you were hypnotized. Like, he's like, go back and check. Like, that word won't be on the page at all. So I went back and checked. He was right. The page, you know, on the Ween page, that word wasn't there. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. This is, you know, I even played along a little bit more. I'm like, I'm a little worried. Am I going to be, like, hypnotized out in public? Like, are there trigger words that people can, you know, trick me with? And he was like, no, I unhypnotized you. Don't worry. So I feel, I felt like I pretty much figured out this magician. So, you know, no, no worries. Like I got it. And I went back to Chris and I was like, oh, I know how this magician did it. Like, let me show you the path. And I had tried to replicate the path and it didn't do it anymore. Like it didn't go to the weird Wikipedia page when I clicked the link. And I'm like, but I know I did it. And Chris is like, well, can't you look in your history? I'm like, yes, thank you. So I showed Chris my history. I'm like, see, here it is. And he's like, yeah, okay, great. Like, I really don't care about this work magician. Yeah, like I know it's not real magic. So like, there's but always a trick. How did he do it? Like, did he temporarily hijack that page somehow in the link? Does he own that page just for the purpose of doing this magic trick? Um, yeah, or you, I'm, there's like some like way of routing, whatever. I'm sure there's some service, you know, remote magician stuff. Like everyone, magician.com. No, just like people, magicians look into doing all sorts of shit. I'm sure there's some yeah. service that will allow you to perform these sorts of things or whatever. Like, you know, like most magic, it's just about knowing we're being able to do very specific things in ways. Don't tell me about magic. I lecture you about that all the time. I know, but then like, why are you like wondering? Well, I'm just wondering what, how did he do it? You know, like I know how David Blaine, you know, eventually put a hole in his arm. Like, I understand that. How does this guy do it? That's not (laughs) magic. Neither is this. I know, but that's, you know, it's some (sighs) little technical trick. Figure it out, please. And then get back to me so I can do this magic trick to people. I mean, you didn't do any research. (laughs) You know, I I did all the research. I looked up the history. I told you everything that happened. I've given you all the pieces to now replicate this so that I can do my magic. So Chandler is getting tricked into being a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the hypnosis tapes, they are to stop smoking, but they are for that's also like a woman's empowerment hypnosis as well so it's like you don't need to smoke you are a strong independent woman and you know strong confident woman yeah whatever it's i don't know it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. i mean it matters so he is becoming a strong confident woman and the first hint that you get of this is when he's back in monica and rachel's apartment and he's like i have been carrying this bag around for a year even though i lost the combination to it and then he throws it on the table like like, okay, kind of weird thing to say, but maybe not out of the, like, outlandish for Chandler. Crazy. I mean, also that brand, that bag was brand new. 
Yeah. Like not a single scratch or even Yeah, like, he's been taking that in the subway every day. Yeah, I mean the bag was ridiculous. As you know as crisp as any bag it's ever been made. Yeah. Then he asks for some chapstick. Still not weird, really. Well, no, the first the first real one. So the the bag thing, like, oh like that's just Chandler, like you know he's like, you know, I'm just a corporate nothing, like whatever. These it's all in you know a ruse but then uh like in the middle of saying that he is like looking at rachel he goes oh, that is a stunning blouse that is after the chapstick no it's not yes it is no it is not yes because he immediately asks for the chapstick let's see what the robot says well asking for chapstick is not a gendered uh, activity so well i think that these I are like the, the hints one. that they have building up to it asking for chapstick yes this is the 90s chris men didn't use chapstick <laughs> that is not true mm, i think it is no, the way in which he used the chapstick is certainly not the way men so use chapstick. So these were like just little teasers, you know, like, oh, okay, these things are kind of strange. And then, then he starts to get like full blown, you know, amazing blouse. He puts on the chapstick and he does it like really over the top, like a really, I mean, women don't even put on chapstick this way, but he puts on chapstick like a woman might put on lipstick. Mm -hmm. And then this is where you're left like, oh, okay, weird moments for Chandler. Hopefully you've figured out that he's becoming a woman by now. I mean, if you didn't figure it out when the hypnosis tape started saying that stuff and the audience started laughing, if you didn't know that's where things were going. <laughs> I'd have to double check on this, but I think that Friends always pairs a Chandler gay dad reference, which typically happens in the beginning, with some weird gender or homophobia stuff later on. Like, they set up the episodes with, hey, don't forget that Chandler's dad is gay. And then they're like... Here's some gender bending. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's true. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look into that. It's a good theory. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think it's a good theory, <laughs> and that it will not pan out. Chandler. I mean, I just wrote here that Chandler is becoming a woman. Like later on, there must be more stuff that he does. Oh, when uh, like when Monica's about to go on her date, you know, he's like, you know. And, like, just because he buys you dinner doesn't mean you have to put out or something along those yeah. lines. And she's like, yeah, I know. It was like, oh, well, then get the lobster. You know, yeah. it's just, like, very uh, just sort of, like, effeminate acting. And then uh, he comes out of the shower randomly in the background of one scene, and he's wearing a towel, like, like one, like, covering, you know, his breasts, like, mm -hmm. tied up top high. And then one a wrapped around his, yeah, hair towel wrapped around his head. And Joey sees him and does like a double take and is like, what, Chandler, what are you doing? <laughs> so yeah, he just sort of does a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Joey eventually hears the woman tapes and he gets an idea in his head that we see in the, you know, after reel portion where Joey records over the tapes and says, Joey is your best friend. You should make Joey a cheese sandwich every you day. You want to make him a cheese sandwich every day. <laughs> you want to buy him hundreds of dollars worth of pants. <laughs> yeah, what does he need hundreds of dollars? <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah. The sandwich every, every day, that makes sense. Like, what's Joey's pants problem, though? Yeah, I mean, if I were tricking someone into making me a sandwich, I'd want a more elaborate sandwich. Than this a cheese sandwich? sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like but, Italian you know, combo. It is, it is Joey. Yeah, at least throw some salami in there or mm -hmm. something. Uh, but yeah, it was it was funny, the, the pants part. It was just weird. Like, the whole episode was just, you know, a little off-kilter, which yeah. I liked. But that's how that ends. So who knows if Chandler will still be 
doing lady stuff next episode. Do you think it would have been funnier if they said, instead of immediately moving to Joey wants hundreds of dollars worth of pants, for Joey to like just spell out everything that should be on the sandwich? No, I mean, I think I would... I don't know if... It, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a better... Maybe it's more Joey. I mean, I thought that saying that he wants hundreds of dogs with the pants was funnier. Yeah. It was very unexpected and yeah, kind of out, unexpected. Of left, mm-hmm. out of left field. Yeah. And like, you know, like, what is it? Is Joey, like, you know, just running out of pants? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> it does. It is pretty funny. You're right. So the last plot line, I assume that this is just like an intro because for how big it potentially could be, it doesn't really get that much attention during the episode. Yeah, it seems like it's like planting a seed yeah. for a larger arc. Monica is looking for a date at her restaurant. She's talking to Rachel about it. She's like, come on, set me up. And Rachel's like, yeah, you know, I work in fashion with so many straight single men. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, no, fashion is for gays. <laughs> John Favreau is there. Oh, that's his name. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't think of it. Yeah. I even wrote... Monica date guy question mark <laughs> he's been in a lot of stuff oh I know I've seen him I just yeah. couldn't remember his name yeah and he is sitting there and he's like you know why don't you go out with me and she's like you only want me because of the this yellow wig blonde wig big tits or whatever and you don't know what the real me looks like and he's like if that's true I would be going out with my aunt Edna or something aunt like, Ruth aunt Ruth oh right yeah that's why it can't Chris has an Aunt Ruth. Had an Aunt, had Ruth. An Aunt Ruth. She's dead. <laughs> she died. No one told me about it. For a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, it was like a month later. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, his Aunt Ruth, John Favreau's Aunt Ruth, is still alive. I, I don't remember. Pete or something? Is his, his name? name was Pete, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forget what his last name was, but yeah, he was Pete. Yeah, Pete Burker or something. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Pete. Pete will suffice. So he gives her a $20,000 tip with his phone number on it in the form of a a check. check. Yeah. Yeah. And Monica's like, oh, you know, he gave me this, like, you know, so he could give me his phone number. Yeah. Like, it's a joke. Like, clearly, like, you know, joke check. Yeah. And this comes out when Chandler is realizing that Monica's date is somebody famous. Well, she, he hears the name. Yeah. Pete um, Berserk. And he's like, yeah, you know. Pete Bezos. Yeah. And then he's like, he like opens up a magazine to like a picture. And he's like, is this him? And she's like, that's Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously. Like, yeah. Who is he hugging? And she's like, oh, like that's, that's Pete. She's like, why is he hugging Pete? She's like, he made Moss 865. Is that what it is? I assume it's a that's made just, like, thing. Just, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh my God, every computer. It's like every company in the like in the world uses that. Yeah. She's like, my company uses that. He's like, see? Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, she's like, oh, so he gave me, you This know. is a real check? Yeah. yeah. So then Rachel's like, oh, my God, this is a real $20,000 check? It's just so exciting. It's so wonderful. <laughs> you know, and Rachel is appropriately excited for a $20,000 check. And Monica's like, or it's super insulting. And Rachel says, uh, yeah, or it's, uh, you know, whatever. Rachel is right here. First of all, Monica has so many money problems. She maybe has no savings. That's not exactly clear to us. She should cash that $20,000 check. What's the worst that can happen? Uh, yeah. I mean, just cash it, and then um, you don't even have to talk to him again. Like, yeah. what, What's he supposed to do? That was a tip for be, you. Yeah. Be like, I was expecting a date out of it. I'm like, all right, you can't. That's not how yeah. it, Like, you didn't sign a contract about it. <laughs> yeah. 
a date for $20,000, but... And she knows he's a millionaire now, so it's like, whatever. No big deal. $20,000 to him is like $2 to anyone else. It's actually an insulting, yeah, like like some, small tip. If some, like, jackass wrote you a $20,000 check and, like, actually had the money, like, sure, cash it. And just yeah, never that's sp- your bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might even still, like, call him and be like, thanks for the first 20 <laughs> What else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, how much to get it in <laughs> so she brings the check with her, her to his office where he's on a video call in the 90s very fancy yeah i mean yeah like what what kind of internet was he on where he could actually have a, like a four-way video chat like where and plus there was like no delay between like you know him speaking to them them responding all this stuff yeah you know it was uh very I, I know i know it's just supposed to be like you know he's a tech guy you know, tech millionaire, got the fanciest stuff, but mm-hmm. there's no way that would be possible. <laughs> well, I don't know, because I don't know what the super wealthy were doing back in the day. I mean, I guess maybe there was some very exclusive, top-tier, super-fast internet Yeah. available, maybe. Millionaire internet? So she's like, uh, what's the deal with this? He's like, oh, I never know how much to tip. She's like, you're supposed to double the tax, not double the tax of Romania. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I guess Romania's very poor. Yeah, but like... Sweet Romania burned. Like, Romania's tax revenue? Or, like, what is... How yeah, much... The how much, total tax that they... What, pay to the IMF? Like, what is... No, that know. they receive? Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Uh, so, the there's a guy who's, like, still on the screen. He's like, uh, I'm still here. And Pete shuts him off. Yeah, and you can then, see the, the sink between... Uh, when he hits the remote, when the TV goes off, like it goes off before he like. Uh... Mm. I didn't notice that. Oh yeah, it was yeah. whatever. Uh, so he's like, "Forget the check," and he takes it from her and he rips it up, and I'm like, "Huge mistake! That check should have been yours. You could still have this conversation about how offended you are, and also have money. Mm-hmm. Like, there's you know, you don't have to split these things. Yeah, well, you walk in wearing a new like five hundred dollar fur coat. And yeah, you're and you're like, like, "What's the meaning of this?" <laughs> Why would you give me that? Why would you give me this check? Look at this stupid coat I bought. <laughs> it's summer. <laughs> but yeah, then so he tries to, you know, turn this in. He's like, you know, but, you know, if I didn't give that to you, like, you wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be having this moment. It's a good impression of this guy's voice. Oh, that was not. I was not <laughs> trying to do an impression of his voice. No, he just sounds like kind of New Yorky. Yeah, he does. He has a weird, I don't like his jaw. Like, his mouth looks like he should have gotten, like, braces or his teeth spaced out. He's bad. Bad teeth. They're yeah. too narrow. The actual teeth themselves? hmm Like, the, the jaw structure. Oh. Yeah. You'll, you won't be able to look away next time. Anyway, Monica, she's like, I don't want to do this because I don't want to encourage bad behavior. And I don't know what he says. Hopefully something cool like, let's get real bad. <laughs> no. No, I think... <laughs> I think he says, like, it's like, what? Like, it's just one meal. Like, you yeah. know, we go out, we have some food, and if you don't like it, I give you 10000 like, ten grand, and we call it even. And apparently, and I think that's when the scene ends, so that apparently yeah. worked. So she decides to go. This is when Chandler gets in his, like, just because yeah, he... Like, yeah, just because, you know, he's paying for dinner doesn't mean you have to, you owe him anything. Yeah, Monica's like, yeah, okay, I know. And he's like, then get the lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to... She, like, leaves the apartment. He comes and picks her up, like, in the apartment. And, you know, 
Joey well, asks, how much cash do you have in your pocket right now? Yeah, well, when, when he buzzed in, uh, my, uh, Rachel's like, ooh, the millionaire is here. Well, you know, it's classic. Shallow old Rachel. I would be the same way. You'd call him the millionaire? Mm, maybe. I mean, the, where Rachel was going wrong, though, was by not wearing a lower cut top. Because she also wants to be there to pick up the scraps in case this doesn't work out. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... She's not gold digging in the right way. Exactly. I mean, she's probably respecting her friend, but you've got to put money before friends every time. Yeah. Plus, if you want to, you know, stick it to Ross, also get a, a, get a little attention yeah. from, uh, you know, super successful. Win, win, win. Super successful power tech, bro. <laughs> they cut to the Coliseum. Well, f- as they're walking out of the apartment, he's like, she's like, oh, so where are we going? He's like, she's like, oh, you like pizza? She's like, oh yeah, I love pizza. He's like, oh, I was like, I know, you know, I know a little place. Then yeah, they cut to the Colosseum in Rome so and then they're yeah. actually in I don't know it was like Canova rest I don't know if that's a real or was a real restaurant in Rome yeah I heard Rome's a horrible tourist trap well yeah certainly it is now but, <laughs> but maybe back yeah, then I don't, I don't know what is that like a seven hour flight okay that's the most ridiculous part <laughs> so he's picking her up for dinner at like let's say seven yeah it's like before before pizza how do you feel about airplane food (laughs) (laughs) and also you know hopefully you brought your passport with you yeah your passport you still needed passports then and plus the so if they just go and come back immediately that's probably 16 17 hours of like just like being in an airport being on a plane you know the whole traversing and she's just gonna be like wearing the clothes she has the whole time and, and she's just happy like, about it yeah and like she's you know, like how many lira do i tip yeah like that would just be i'd be like what like we're not getting pizza for eight more hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like she's like i haven't renewed my passport in like 10 years yeah or i didn't bring my passport or here's the thing i don't have a passport yeah i mean i didn't get one until uh our honeymoon in 2013 yeah. So, you know, I can't, I couldn't have been. 2012. 2014. Okay, so you got it in 2013. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I got it before. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like, so you can't just, like, I couldn't have been whisked away on an Italian dinner date. No, as much as I wanted to, because it is logistically a dream. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was this when the, what, the Concorde was still around? Could it maybe be a Okay, so then cut, you get to down, London super Cut fast? down to, like, a... Yeah. Then you still have a layover. Yeah. So you're still looking at, you know, even if it's only, I don't know, five or six hours. Like, I don't know. You're still, it's still a super, super long trip to get there. Yeah. And, you know, he's doing that at night. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> so then by the time, so then when you get there, it's like morning in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it would be. No, it would be morning. That's be... just like when I fly to Sweden. So yeah. I leave at night, yeah. and I get there. It's like afternoon, really. Yeah. So I guess you get like a pizza lunch. Yeah. Well, it was nighttime, I think, in Rome when they were there. So they did some stuff during the day. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It just it doesn't make any sense. It does not sound like it's anything someone would want. As bad as Friends is with the logistics, this is their greatest offense. Yeah, because this one, other ones, you're like, okay, maybe... They didn't tell us, you know, about something or we don't we weren't really sure what time it was. But like this, like there's no way that she went on a dinner date, flew to Italy <laughs> and like had food at a reasonable yeah. amount of time. Here's things that they could have done that would be more realistic. 
Okay, the Rainbow Room was still around back then. I mean, it's back now, but it was still around. He could have rented out the whole Rainbow Room. Yeah, that's what I thought he was going to do. Like, oh, I know a little place. But then they yeah. go to some opulent Italian restaurant, and he has the whole place, you know, to themselves. That's where I thought they were going. Yeah. Other opportunities. He rents out the entire uh, Metropolitan Opera. They eat dinner <laughs> on the stage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you could, you know. There's so many things. Dinner on the field at Yankee Stadium or something. Okay, great idea. You know, there's any number of things mm-hmm. that would have been a thousand times more plausible and just more convenient yeah. for getting pizza in a reasonable <laughs> amount of time. As good as this episode was, I don't think we'll ever be able to forgive friends for this. No, I mean, I guess it sort of fits in with the... It was it was one of the more absurd episodes. So yeah. maybe they were just like... The writer, he just is too, too out there. Yeah, he took it too far. Yeah, I mean, I you know, over. I still think it's it might be my favorite episode. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, I don't know if it's my favorite episode. I'd have to give a little more thought to that, but I did really like this episode. Well, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think this that plot ends with them still in Italy. So who knows yeah. if Monica makes it back? <laughs> um, but yeah, overall big thumbs up seven thumbs up um is there any hot friends news all right friends news i mean hot friends news you know i don't know is there any friends news (laughs) jennifer aniston has apparently been enjoying a fling with gabriel aubrey i don't know who that is well he's halle berry's ex maybe you would recognize him if there was a picture here is he famous for being halle berry's ex (laughs) pretty much Maybe he's also an actor. No. Nothing? Yeah, he looks like a uh, a mimbo. Yeah. <laughs> They're just called bimbos, Chris. You don't have to be a sexist. I'm just using... Everyone knows what that means. It doesn't mean anything to me. Jennifer Aniston has been officially single since she and Justin Theroux split up more than three years ago. Do I think she's actually been sim- single? This is from Celeb Bitchy. <laughs> No. What's happened is that she stopped being public with her relationships in any way. No casual leaks to People Magazine or Page Six. No red carpets with anyone other than co-stars. No interview baiting. But something might be happening. Us Weekly has a lengthy story about how Jennifer is currently hooking up with Gabriel Aubrey. Only the Us Weekly story is mostly about how Jen is feeling post-throw and her new romantic life energy in general. It's interesting. Here's the crux of the story. When Jennifer Aniston and Justin Theroux broke up in February 2018, sources told us that she felt it was time to take a break from dating altogether. Jen's not really focused on finding romance, an insider said at the time. She loves her tribe of women friends and her dogs. That's very fulfilling to her. Is this how friends actually speak about their friends? I I always wonder this. Whenever there's like, you know, like these gossipy sort of like insider, you know, unnamed sources thing. I'm like, who are these people like that are these just like desperate like hollow shallow people that are just like sure like oh you know give you the scoop on my buds like, oh i don't this? think of it like that at all like i always think what of it as this? um you know friends who reach out to us weekly or they like they decide i'm going to answer the call like us weekly is calling and like yeah and like and who is the person that's like sure like yeah, whatever it's all planted though like it's all strategic like jennifer aniston is ready to go you know public with this relationship so, so she, she lets is... this friend know exactly. that it is time to do that yeah 
Like, oh, Us Weekly, Not if anyone sure calls. Which is worse. This is <laughs> stupid universe. We need to get content. Katrina on the podcast again. She loves, she'll definitely weigh in on this stuff. Oh, sure. I'm sure she's, you know, probably one of the, some of these sources. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is until now. Insiders say that Aniston is finally loosening up to the idea of casual dating and most recently has been enjoying a fling with Halle Berry's ex, Gabriel Aubrey. 44. Jen is so happy to be having fun again, but she's doing things differently this time around, the source tells us. What's most important to her right now is enjoying herself on a spontaneous level, and that applies to every aspect of her life. So it sounds like she's having some kind of crisis. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's the reading in between. So does this guy, is was he ever famous for anything? Is he just like orbit celebrity circles because he was like a hunky guy that was with Halle Berry. Yeah, it seems like it. A little more, <laughs> a little later in the article. Oh, maybe he was a model. Oh, yeah, um, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. He, he, he parlayed that into just being a, a, a bimbo. Us Weekly was previously reporting that Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt were having a friends with benefits thing. So they're kind of speculating that Aubrey is just a replacement because he has similar, you know, blonde hair, tan skin, strong. Yeah. Oh, God, this is just terrible. This is what the source says. They don't really talk about other people they hang out with. It would be a little awkward. Brad trusts Jen to make the right choices with this stuff and knows she can look after herself. Brad? Yeah. Pitt? Yeah, Brad Pitt. Like, in case they're also still so having this the... this source is also, <laughs> like, has the scoop on Brad Pitt? Like, what a... Is this just, like, a, like, her publicist? Is this, like, when Donald Trump pretended to be... <laughs> That guy who yeah. knew all about Donald like Trump. John something. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, oh, I know. John you know, Manhattan. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what it sounds like. Or is it Jennifer Aniston with a voice modulator? <laughs> Apparently in the Us Weekly story, there's a long extended side note about how Laura Dern, celeb bitchy's nemesis, has been advising Aniston on her love life and helping her see that a rich, single, and decidedly middle-aged woman could have, like... A lot of fun just dating and banging guys without settling down. All right, I think I've had enough. <laughs> well, one last thing. Laura Dern and Aniston bonded over An Angelina Jolie, turning their lives upside down. What I, did Angelina Jolie do, would do to Laura Dern? <laughs> I don't know that, actually. <laughs> ah, See? Just, you thought you'd had enough, but now you're sucked back uh, in. It's just so many stupid rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can see how this could consume you if, if this meant more to me. Bobby, Billy Bob Thornton ghosted fiance Laura Dern after marrying Angelina Jolie behind her back. That's that's when when Billy Bob Thornton got with Angelina Jolie, he was engaged to Laura Dern. Yeah. Wow. That's all. Yeah, that's uh, pretty rough. That's actually uh, reasonable that they bonded over that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like um, if anything, Laura Dern has the better case. <laughs> like that. That's. Pretty... Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston married. Uh, yeah, but I'm sure they should have probably saw it coming. It sounds like Laura Dern didn't see it coming at all. Billy Bob Thornton married Angelina Jolie behind her back. She didn't yeah. see that coming at all? No. And then he ghosted her? Never spoke to her again? <laughs> I got... I mean, I didn't click through the article. I, I'm That's learning this said. Laura Dern stuff as you are, too. That's what you just said. I know, but I'm just... I'm not sure, you know. It's, that just clickbait. All right. Time for French trivia. It's time. 
think we've had enough of uh, celebrity yeah, gossip. Everybody. I gotta stay away from the gossip ones. We get too sucked in. It's gonna be the first time we have to cut down Friends News. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, normally we're reaching to get five minutes out of it. <laughs> so this is Deborah Joe Rupp and John Favreau trivia. Oh boy. Yeah. Deborah's parents did not want her to become an actress. They sent her to a college with no theater classes at the time. What school was it? University of Rochester, New York University, Carnegie Mellon, or Stony Brook University? Stony Brook. That is a very bad theater school, but it was actually the University of Rochester. Oh, it was? I thought you just threw it in there to try and entice me. I knew you would think that, <laughs> which is why I was very excited to put that fun fact in. She went there, again, for the reason that I stated, but during her first year there, they started their theater program. Mm. So she really lucked out, was able to follow her dream. Which queen's neighborhood was John Favreau born in? Forest Hills, Flushing, Fresh Meadows, or Elmhurst? Ugh, um, what was it? Flushing, Forest, Forest Hills, Hills, Flushing, Fresh Meadows, or Elmhurst? Fresh Meadows. Flushing. Oh, God. That was what my gut told me, and I... Ugh. No, one's, right, no well, one's from Fresh Meadows. Yeah, I know. That, I was actually going to say that. Everyone's from Flushing. <laughs> should have just gone with my gut. Yeah. Flushing, it's huge. It has just much more history and yeah. you know, all sorts of whatever. Sure. What is the approximate difference between John and Deborah's net worths? $20 million, $215 million, $95 million, or $150 million? That's correct. Yeah, I figured. I mean, I figured he had a lot more. Yeah. More than twenty. More than twenty more. Yeah. But you still had to narrow it down between two fifty and one fifty, and you picked the right one. Those are. That's a lot. What's um, Deb Deborah Deborah well, do you want Joe guess? whatever. What's her name? Deborah Joe Rupp. Oh, it was Deborah Joe. Wow, mm-hmm. I was just making up sounds. Um, I don't know, ten. Five. And his is 100. All right. Well, I lose. Yeah. Well, no surprise. I'm the best. That's not. That's make how any it works. Sense. The house always wins. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on just.friends.podcast. On Instagram. Tell your friends. Friends. <laughs>